Well, as I said earlier, today is uh, the launch of our DNA This Is Us series, and we're going to have a fun journey. You're going to learn a lot of great things that's been going on behind the scenes, things the, the staff and myself have been working on and planning, and, and we're just so excited to present a, a lot of things over the coming weeks, and we're going to have a lot of fun. But, you know, every story has a beginning, and... Uh, you know, uh, every marriage has a beginning. And, you know, uh, my wife and I, our, our initial meeting, the first time I met Cindy was, was kind of a little awkward, but I'll, I'll share about that at another time. And, uh, but, you know, God just has, God's got his fingers in everything that we do and he's trying to direct us. He has a plan and purpose for our life. And Mountain Park, today as we, we launch into this DNA, this is us, it's so important to begin with. Where, where did the story begin? And, and so I, I'm so excited today to, to jump into that. And I have the great honor today of, of and I've invited two great men. And, and you know, Pastor Don Doe and uh, Pastor Robin Wood, the founder of Mountain Park Church. And uh, they're with us today. And uh, I'm just so excited. A couple of months ago, I got to have dinner with the two of them at the Bardusen's house. And, uh, and we just got to talk and they began to share story after story about this incredible church, Mountain Park, and how it began and their love. And we all know Pastor Don's love for Mountain Park Church. And he's, he's a father in the house here. And uh, I'm just honored uh, that, that he's in my life and in our lives as a church. And, and they began to share. And I left that night with, and Cindy, I driving home and I said, I said, babe. Uh, I said, babe, I said, I, you know, I, I've got to do a Sunday where I have them come and share the story. And so I, I text them and I said, guys, would, would you, are you down to do this? And they immediately said, yes, I'm there. And so I'm just so excited. And so would you stand to your feet, put your hands together and welcome Pastor Don Doe and Pastor Robin Wood. You can go ahead and grab a seat. And, uh, and by the way, Pastor Robbins uh, wrote a book called What Are the Odds? And there's so many stories uh, about Mountain Park Church and the, the beginning and the miracles. And uh, we do have these books for sale out, outside. And uh, he said to me, he said, he said Charlton, if they, if they can't afford the book, I'll give it for free. That's right. And so he just wants to be a blessing. But uh, make sure you stop by in the lobby. We do, do have that uh, book as well. And so thank you so much for being with us, yeah, uh, Pastor Don, Pastor Robin, and uh, <laughs> you, you're a blessing to, to just so many. You're a blessing to Cindy and, and, and myself and the staff here at the church, and Pastor Don just leading Mountain Park through the transition season and yep. filling the pulpit and just your ministry, uh, and, and uh, it's just such an honor to have the two of you here, and so you know, you're, you're a blessing. Just love, love yeah, you guys. Thank and you. I want to kick off today with uh, uh, this... Just telling the, the story. How, how did Mountain Park, how, how was that birth? How did, how did that happen and come to, to pass? And, and what were the things that, that moved that along? So, Pastor Don, if you would kind of kick us off with that. I'm glad I get to go first. Otherwise, there's no words that can <laughs> get out right here. I, let me put a plug in for that book. We bought them for our grandkids. It's their favorite coloring book. And they, would, <laughs> they love them. <laughs> So a number of years ago, <laughs> you'll have the last word. I'm worried about that. <laughs> a number of years ago, a man named David Sebastian, Dr. David Sebastian, uh, was pastoring one of our, our, our flagship mothership church, flagship. North Hills. Um, and he, he went, was working on his doctorate in Fuller Seminary <laughs> and on, on evangelism. What do you, what do you, how do you become, you know, very, very significant evangelistic church? And they basically came away with this idea, nothing does evangelism better than a church plant. Church plants reach more people for Christ than anybody. So he came back from that with his vision for Arizona and our tribe called the Church of God that we're going to plant 10 churches. And Mountain Park was the first one on that, on that, that agenda. So they planted October 18th, 1987. 1987. And uh, I was pastoring up in Washington. And I heard about that, and I, I prayed for him when I found out who they were getting as their planner, but it was, it was okay. And then Dr. Sebastian left. 
He quit Gosh. in the middle of the whole thing. And, uh, and so like in August, their desperation had set in and North Hills called me <laughs> as the pastor. And, and so I'm there and um, one of the things I find out we're going to do, well, our board is over the board or over the church of Mountain Park and, um, and I'm Robin's boss. <laughs> and so... Oh, I'm gosh. still your boss. Yeah, you still are. No, I'm still still right. still right. Yes, sir. <laughs> and so we, it, it began this relationship that we had that was up and down. I mean, planting churches are tough. It, 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 you go through the ringer. And I get to come to Mountain Park now and, and just enjoy the, the frosting and the icing on the cake. But Robin and Karma set the stage. They built the foundation. They paid the price. And um, I'm so thankful and so grateful you hung in there. Thank you. Um, one, of, one of the decisions we were making as a board is whether to fire you. <laughs> That's <laughs> and, true, unfortunately. <laughs> and I'm, I'm glad that that didn't work out. And I'm glad that you, that you had that, hey, we're going to do it anyway attitude and the, and the fruit is here. So it all started with a man with a dream and a vision. And uh, let me just, I know, that, yep. I hope you guys want to be out of here before two, but... Um, <laughs> One of the interesting things now is with some of the churches that have planted, and Mountain, Mountain Park planted a few of them, and we planted some more off of North Hills, McDowell Mountain being one. But now the, the mothership, North Hills, is pastored by a guy who grew up here. In hot church. In hot church. In hot church. Absolutely, man. Unbelievable. Zach. So the, <laughs> the mother church, the grandmother church, is now pastored by, I mean, no way in, in those years did you ever think, why would I have the future pastor of the Mothership Church right here? That's but right. Anyway, wow. only God. Only God. Wow. <laughs> it's just unbelievable. Come on, give it up for that talk. No, no cheap jokes back until the main sermon. <laughs> Good um, he, listen to me, people. He is my favorite preacher. I, I mean, ever. He knows this. He says, I'm, no, ever. I don't ever change my tune. If you're in the house and, I, and you've been one of my pastors, you're in second or third or fourth. He's the best. No, come on, give it up. He's the best. He's the best. And um, um, so here, but let's go back to the beginning. And, and um, it's funny how people think, oh, you have charisma or whatever. So they had me preach at North Hills Church before Don came. Here's the famous last words to never tell Pastor Charlton, okay? Dave, I said, David, what if this doesn't work? David Sebastian. He's my childhood hero. In sixth grade, I snuck in, see the championship game in Middletown, Ohio. David was a point guard. He saw me crawl out when I was a senior out on the edge of, of the Grand Canyon. He, no, he said I was like 14 years old, whatever. So he calls me and said, will you pray about planting? I'm in Casper, Wyoming. Will you pray about this for three years? You know what you say to people that, don't you? You say, yes. I didn't pray one moment. Come on, people, enjoy me. <laughs> I didn't pray one moment. He called me in three months, said someone put up $100,000. Rex Williamson, who I'm going to lift up, his, his father, put up $100,000. I got excited until I found out I got $22,000. Okay. <laughs> so, but the bottom line is that's what I came for, and God called us to come here. And, and, and just a beautiful story. Uh, but David said to me, I go, if it doesn't work, he said, Robin Wood, look at me. We will never leave you, me and Debbie. I landed in town July 1, 1987, and he moved to Dayton, Ohio, September 1. <laughs> so, so don't ever go up to Charlton and say, I'll never leave. You'll be gone before you say goodbye to him. That's what you do. Just don't, okay. So here, here's the powerful story. Rex Williamson, I think you're on my right here. Where are you? You got to stand up for, come on, don't, don't, I got limited time. Come on, give it up for this guy. Let me tell you why. I preached at North Hills. They told a church of 800, anybody can go with Robin and plant a church, and two people decided, Rex and Laura. Come on, that's the first. Now, two. Then I met Dr. Turner, I hope he's in the house, and Susan. They hosted like five desserts, and I shared the vision with 90 people. I went home every night saying, can you believe, we're gonna have, we're gonna have a core team of 70 people. I remember my wife saying, I think you're overrating that a little bit, but there's some excitement in the house, okay? Six people. Come on, people. Six people. Six people. I thought you'd clap. Six. That's it. Now listen. Don't ever, don't ever minimize what God does with small numbers. This guy, Rex Williamson, helped me organize a thing called the Phones for You. We made 20, well, first of all, 17,000 phone calls to invite people. Two questions. Are you actively involved in church? Could we send you a brochure? That's it, folks. That's it. And this guy headed that up. We called for six straight weeks 
And then the seventh week, we got to 17,000. And then he said, we can do a super week of eight days. We got to 23,000 phone calls to invite people. Over 2,352 families let us send a brochure. Now, here's the deal. Here's my favorite story. Out of that, on opening Sunday, October 18th, 1987, 305 people showed up at Pueblo Middle School. Can I give you a little hint here? If you could start a church at a school with the initials PMS, God's in it. God's in it. Okay. Here's the deal. Come on. Come on. That's awesome. And here's my... There's so many, I'm going to forget some great stories, but I had to tell this because if you don't know what God will do, if you do your part, people always say to me, when I was ordained, Dr. Ben Reed shook me. He was our black pastor in Los Angeles. This is where magic and cookies still go to church. You know, Ben, he ordained me. He shook me and he said, Robin Wood, look at me. He said, don't listen to white people. Come on, you got to love that. He did. He, in the ordination service, they were all white. He goes, they'll tell you to pray for people to come in. He shook me. He said, Robin, you go to the highways and the byways and you compel them to come in. Don't you dare listen to them. You compel people to come in. You go get them. Don't pray them to come in. You go out. And I listened to him when I was 23 years old. I've never listened to anything else. And listen, that Sunday, 305 people showed up and I asked what I asked the rest of my ministry, whose day is today? Is this your day to come to Christ? 13 people stood to receive Christ. And after that service, Rick and Shelly Wilson came up. Rick was playing in the minor leagues, went on to play for the Brewers. And Shelly said, I have to tell you this, Pastor. I got to tell you this story. She said, the night you called, I was in my kitchen. I said to Rick, what's wrong with us? Rick, what's wrong with my mother died on Monday. We don't have a church. We don't have a pastor. We don't know God. And Rick was a normal husband. All you husbands, he didn't even respond. Come on, he kept painting. No, he kept painting. Shelly said, I yelled at him, Rick, Rick, what's wrong with us? My mother died on Monday. We don't have a pastor. We don't have a church. We don't even know God. And the phone rang, and guess It was me. I, I didn't know that. Hey, we were using a phone list. Hey, my name's Robin Wood. I'm pastor of the New Church Mountain Park. And, and I'd like to ask you two questions. Later, she said, I covered the phone. Rick said, who are you talking to? You're saying, yes, yes, yes. Send us a brochure. And Rick goes, who are you talking to? She yelled, it's God. <laughs> come on, come on, people. You, you do your part and God will bring people to Jesus. It's all about Jesus, right? It's all about Jesus. Right? Amen. Okay. So just, just love that, Pastor. Just the, the miracles and the breakthroughs. It's a miracle, you know, yeah. it, I mean, there's so many challenges when you plant and... Uh-huh. and you know, we know the statistics are God's planting and not making it. There's challenges. But in the midst of the challenges, there's so many God so, uh, moments, uh, just, just breakthroughs, mountains that were moved, lives that were transformed. And, and, and so second question I have for the both of you is just, could, could you share some of those breakthrough, miracle, God moments that, that you saw in the beginning? No, go ahead. No. Well, I, I'm going to take it a little different just direction. To me, one of the miracles is this man right here. It's Robin Wood. Um, I love this guy, and, and I've seen God use him in so many ways. And you look at Robin, you know, and he's all over the place, and you get, he's kind of a complicated person, you know. And, and, um, and, and there is definitely a measure of complication to him, but he's a pretty simple guy. And this is what I, we've been friends for a number of years, and this is what I've seen in Robin. He loves Jesus. Amen. I mean, he, no, I mean, he, he loves Jesus. And we've walked through some tough times together, and sometimes some roads only you could walk on your own and the, through the whole thing his love for Jesus never never stopped it never even dimmed he'd be going through this stormy stormy time and he'd be telling other people about Jesus and inviting them to church and stuff and he he just he, he loves Jesus um, the second thing about him is he loves people you would think that's kind of what pastors are supposed to do <laughs> that's not normal I'm telling you there are a lot of pastors who love to preach but he loves people, and he loves broken people, and out of his own brokenness, this church was founded on bringing broken people into the building to meet Jesus. And, and the, the culture of this place, you know, they say the culture trumps strategy and vision all the time. The culture of this place has not, has not changed. And during the transition time, I'd always try to bring you back to the beginnings, because this is what was founded at this church. Jesus and broken people coming together. And when Jesus reaches into broken people's lives, 
miracles happen. And all the stories that Robin will tell you about is because that's who, his, that's who he is. That's his heart. If I could just get this person to Jesus, it'll be better. It'll be different. And the miracles happen. Yeah, appreciate it. God bless you. You're Thank still you the God. same God. Hello. You're still the same God. Well, the, the story I have to tell, and I'll miss some, but I, I had to tell this story. We were going towards our first Christmas. We opened October 18th, and Rex did this with me. Uh, they asked us to try to break 200, you know, five more times. And it's just, a, they call it the 200 berry. It's kind of meaningless, but we went for that at Christmas. And a woman came up to me, Diane Potter, and she said, I tell you what's more important than that. She was right. She said, I'm going to get 50 angels. There's this thing called Angel Tree with Chuck, I I'd never heard of it, with Chuck Colson Ministry, Prison Ministry. She said, we'll buy gifts for prisoners' kids. And listen to what she said. So you say this to Charlton when you approach him. Pastor, you're not going to do one thing. You're not going to make an announcement. I'm going to get this done. She never came to me. She put the tree up. She said, I will get people to take those angels. So just say yes. And I said, yes. And she did it. She did it for 10 years. But that first Christmas, we took 50 angels. And the first one we, family that we visited, and I was on that team, we thought, I think I cried enough the first service, so let me see if I can do this straight out. We thought we were going to find three kids, so we bought two gifts each. But there weren't three kids, there were nine kids. There wasn't one mom with a husband in prison, there were three. And they were too embarrassed to invite us in, they were, spoke mostly Spanish, so we said we'd come back. We wondered why they wouldn't let us in until when we came back, we came back with an interpreter, they let us in the house, there were no curtains, the kids were sleeping on the floor. Some were sleeping in dresser drawers. The refrigerator was on the back porch. It was December. It gets, it gets cool. And they thought the refrigerator worked. No, it didn't work at all. It was out on the back porch. The stove didn't work. No electricity. And we fell apart. So everybody tells you about John 3.16. I got up the next Sunday after we did an interview and I read a list of the needs in that house. Two of the babies were sick. They didn't have diapers. It was just, it was just a disaster. And I fell apart. And God gave me 1 John 3, 16 through 18. You read it later. Here's what it says. If anyone sees his brother or sister in need and closes up his heart, his gut, that's what it says in the Greek, and doesn't do anything, how can the love of God be in him? I read that verse. I didn't do it with anger or anything. I just read the list. And then I was going to preach. The best Sunday we ever had, I didn't preach. Come on, people, give it up. I didn't preach. I didn't preach. No. I started crying. I read this list. And all of a sudden, this big burly guy named Vince jumped out. Pueblo Middle School. PMS, people. We PMSed there for three years. <laughs> he stood up. I'm an electrician, Pastor. I will be out there this afternoon, and I will get that electricity hooked up. People started to applaud. Then I talked about those two babies. Dr. Turner. Man, if you're in the house, just raise your hand. But Dr. Turner said, I will see those babies on Monday. And not see them on Monday. I will see them the rest of their life. And he did. And then Jan jumped up over here. She had cut my hair. By the way, I hope she showed up today. I just got it colored and cut. Come on, give it up. So Jan, Jan stood up and said, I will give those kids hair. She did it the rest of their life. She gave those girls, the teenage girls, perms. She didn't cut their hair. She gave them perms. Listen, Jan McCarthy is one of the first people that came to Christ. And people were jumping up all over saying, I'm going to do that. I have, by the way, my favorite, I have a stove in the garage. And he goes, I have two stoves in the garage. He goes, what's wrong with me? <laughs> we have so much. I'm so rich. I tell my wife, we're so rich. Yeah. And then here's the greatest moment. I can't sit down long. All of a sudden, Rob and Mary Garland, the only reason they were coming to the church, they were from Casper, Wyoming, and they felt sorry for me. I promise you. I was from Casper. His mother had never been to church, and he invited her that day. And she stood up on the back row. She was weeping. She was on a Catholic background. She said, I don't have any of these gifts. And then she held up a check. And she goes, but I've got money. Come on. <laughs> no, the place came apart. She said, I have $10,000 and there's more from where that came from. Come on, people, give it up. It's awesome. And I'm telling you, I'm telling you, we, I'm bragging on this church. We became the lead story in the Chuck, we got the Chuck Colson Ministry Award for two years in a row, God led us to enlist Dennis, Dr. Ferran, my dentist. He enlisted six others. It began a homeless ministry. 
All these people, Dr. Turner served. It was an amazing, the DNA of the church started that Sunday. Started that, for the lost people, it started the first Sunday. For people broken and people, and I later got to know Tommy Barnett. He heard about our 23,000 phone call. I met him in an airport. He said, are you the, I didn't tell him, I'm Robin Wood, you don't need to know me. I listen to you every week. See, I'd only preached six sermons before I came here. So I listened to Gary Kenneman. Listen to me. I listened to Gary Kenneman. I listened to Tommy Barnett. I preached most of their messages better than them. Come on. <laughs> they changed my life. They changed my life. Gary mentored me for 10 years. Hope his wife's not here because he never told her. He said, I'm not allowed to mentor one more pastor. But the bottom line is, he put me on a plane with him. And he said, tell me that story. And I'm telling you that God used that DNA of the angel tree ministry to change the life of our church. Amen. Amen. It, it's so great to hear this, these, these, Pastor Don said, the culture, culture values that, you know, like you said, uh, don't wait for them to come. Go out and bring them. Go get them. Go you get know, them. That, that heart, and I still see that in, throughout Mountain Park Church and just uh, our ministries of going out and locally and globally and people inviting people each weekend. It's just so beautiful. And then, like you said, the, you know, the heart for the lost. I know the, the first time we met, uh, <laughs> I think it was after, the week after Easter, Pastor Don Doe texted me and he said, hey, can I give you a number out? And I'm like, well, that, that's always risky to give your cell phone number out. <laughs> I said, sure, I, I trust you. And so uh, he gave my number out and said, Pastor Robin, wants to contact you, and I'm like, I, I don't know who Pastor Robin is, and uh, he, and I remember dry, sitting in the parking lot here, I think it was 10 a.m. in my car, and talking to you on the phone, and uh, Pastor Robin called me, and, uh, and uh, he, he said, now, now you need to listen to me, and uh, I think it's his, that should be your tagline, yeah, you need to listen, listen to, to me, me. <laughs> you need to listen to me. You preached it last week, I listened to you, listen to me. <laughs> he said, you need to listen to me, and uh, I said, yes, sir, and he said, uh, he said, I watched you uh, 10, 10 p.m. I watched your Easter service. And, uh, and he said, I wept. And he said, the reason I wept, Charlton, is uh, you did an altar call, a yes to Jesus call. A yes to Jesus call at the end of every Easter service. And he said, I wept because Mountain Park was birthed with people coming to Jesus and the moment. And he said, that... He said, that just touched me. And that blessed me because uh, to hear what this was started on, how, how this was built on the foundation of Jesus and Jesus saying, go out, bring them in. And John 3.16 saying yes to Jesus. And so I love these, the, I see this culture in our church, the bringing, the reaching out, the, the yes, come, people coming to Jesus. And then something I love too, you've, both of you mentioned the generosity. And I know when we had dinner, a couple of months ago, uh, both of you shared the story of Honduras, the yep. trip that you went on to Honduras, and uh, you told me about the water project, and recently I got to go to Honduras uh, to, with Pastor Jaime, and he did such a great job here, uh, preaching on uh, Attitude of Faith a couple of weeks ago, and just what a great man, <laughs> love Pastor Jaime, and uh, I got to go, and on our trip, uh, Pastor Greg, uh, myself and Randy, we, he took us to the water tank with the pipe coming down the mountain, oh and uh, you told me the story of this pipe, and so uh, uh, I got to film. I climbed on top. We climbed on top of that tank and did a little video, so uh, let's take a look oh. at that video really quick. Oh, my gosh. Hey, family, I'm standing right here on a water reservoir. You might say, well, what's the big deal with that? Here's the big deal. Mountain Park Church and a few other churches invested in making a difference. You see, there were kids here in, in this city, here in Honduras, that were dying because of water pollution. They were drinking water that was infecting them and they were dying. And so what happened is uh, Pastor Robin Wood and Pastor Dondo came out on a trip with some other pastors and they were so moved because there's a natural spring up on this mountain. And uh, so they came up with, the, they were moved. They heard Pastor Jaime's story about, man, if we could only run that water down to a water reservoir, we could get this water out, free water out to the people in this city. It was a big number. And the reason I'm sharing that is because I believe that was a moment of faith. You know, Pastor Rob and Pastor Don, I had, I had dinner with them a couple of months ago at the Bardusen's house, and they were telling me this story, this moment where they saw a need and they filled a need. They were moved by faith to come back to the church and to put the challenge out. You say, why is that so important? Because to me, I believe that Mountain Park Church is a church that when it sees a need, it activates faith. It is moved by faith because it takes faith to do great things for God. And so that's what I love about our church, that we are a people of faith. We are people that see a need and we do 
something. And so I'm just so honored to be standing here in a moment in the history of our church, a moment where faith was called upon and where Mountain Park Church responded through giving and through generosity. It was such a great moment for Pastor Greg Battle, myself, and Randy to be, to climb up and stand on top there and just to shoot that and knowing the history behind it. But I'd love for the two of you to share just that, 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 that trip you took and, and what it means to he's you. He's got to stop. Start, he's never seen the pipe, man. Yeah. You're probably falling I, apart. Uh, it just, I know. We were sitting on rocks back in those days. Sitting there. So just to set that up a little bit. Robin and my life really came closer together when we went out to plant a church, the sister church to here, um, Mountain Park planted, other churches, but McDowell Mountain is a sister church with them. And um, I was preaching in front of uh, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of empty seats just <laughs> in, a, in a big old high school auditorium. I'm thinking, I, I, oh man, what, happened, what has happened? And Robin had me come out and start become a teaching pastor here on, on Sunday nights. Remember that? Yeah, I love and, um, it. If nothing else, I couldn't wait for Sunday night to come to Mountain Park. <laughs> it, I, it, was, it was an awesome, saved, saved my life in many ways. Well, we finally got to the point where we were ready to buy some property. Uh, $2 million is what they wanted. We thought we'd give them 1.5. They only would take 1.79. We, we, we couldn't afford 1.5, so we decided to go ahead for 1.79. After, after all, we had $12,000 in the bank. <laughs> so we had 90 days to raise this, That's and Robin goes, hey, why don't, you just, uh, why don't you just come on to Honduras? I'm going to Honduras. Why don't you come with me? I'm going, Rob, our church barely gives anything to missions. I got to go to them and raise $1.79 million. No. It's not a good time. And, and he, he does, he said some things that is like music to any pastor's heart. You can go free. I'll pay, I'll pay the way. I'll pay. And I'm so, okay, I'm there. He takes me to Honduras and I, I'm blown away. I mean, I am just blown away. I've never seen anything like it in my life where people would come out remembering you guys from months and months and maybe sometimes even years and, and women who would come out with all their children lined up and say, introduce their children. There, no one's died in our family for three years since Mountain Park has been giving us water. Nobody's been sick in the last year and a half since Mountain Park has been. And it just, anyway, we get to, we get to uh, El, El Progreso and, and we meet this young guy named Jaime who's just starting a church. And he comes and he meets us with tears in his eyes. And he said, we get water on Tuesdays and Thursdays from 3 to 5 in the afternoon, clean water. Well, water. And, we had a person that was going to help provide, an uh, NGO that was going to help provide, and they backed out, and I don't know what to do. And so Robin says, hey, take us, take us to, uh, to where you thought you were going to get this water down from. He goes, I, I got the perfect place. And so we load up in a truck, and off we go forever and ever and ever up these mountains until it runs into this mud and gets stuck, and then we get out, and we're hiking, and we're walking. And the only good thing is Juan Valdez was there with a coffee <laughs> shop, so we, we stopped for a little bit of <laughs> We got to the point where, you know, it was jungle. And, it was jungle. And then yeah. finally you get to this, this raging river, really, and his, and his big pool, and he goes right there. He was splashing water on him. Oh, yeah. Oh, he, he was, was just he, splashing he, water. He was well, jumping it. Yeah, it was just like, we can bring this down to, the, to the, our city. All the infrastructure is there, and everyone will have clean water 24-7. And Robin says, well, how, how much does that cost to do that? And he said, $5,000. $5,000, and we both looked at each other and said, get her done. Get, we'll get it done for you. How soon could you start if we, had, if we got the money got? We'd start the next day. We'd start, if we came Friday, we'd start Monday. So we're back, heading back to, uh, to, to the United States on the airplane, and I'm sitting there. And uh, it's like the Lord's really saying to me, you know, Don, you really need to step up. Your church needs to, to take this. And so I... I Go over. To the, I go up to first class where Robin is, and, and, uh, <laughs> and I said, Robin, <laughs> "I said, Robin, uh, I really think that our church needs to do this, but I don't think we can." And I'm embarrassed to go back and even tell them to do this. And he goes, "You do the best you can do. We'll do the best we can do. Together, we'll get five thousand. I'm thinking maybe we get a thousand, you get four, and we're, we're there." So go back and start writing a sermon up, and, and we, we work together on this sermon, and that Sunday we, we preach the same sermon, give a cup of cold water Jesus name. Um, in Jesus' name. And um, in our church, before the end of the day, we'd raise like $25,000, 25000 not five. And so 
I have a wedding, I have a wedding up in, uh, in Cave Creek, and I'm driving, and, and it's one of those God times. It's just one of those, it, it wasn't audible, but I mean, you knew in the depths of your heart this was God speaking, and he said, Don, the property is yours. You got the property. It was a test. Could I trust you with that? I'll give you even more. And so I pulled, I'm starting to cry now. I pulled over to the side of the road and I, I dialed up, <laughs> I dialed up Robin. We crying and he's crying. It's just like we are now. I said, Robin, we got the property. We got, and he goes, well, tell me about it. And so I did you know, 25,000. He goes, Mountain Park raised 27,000. <laughs> <laughs> and so there's over $50,000 that come, over $50,000 to make this thing happen. And you see the fruit of that. So that when that happened, water came down, not only to that town of, you know, 10, 20,000 homes or whatever, but it, so that the church started to explode because everybody, every time you turn your faucet on, fresh water comes on. They say it's because of that church right there. And so Jaime's got this bustling church. And, and not only that, there's enough water to come to, to help out other communities, over, over 100,000 before it all over homes are getting water from this one little, what you see up on, the, what you saw up on the screen there. And, and that church is, just, is booming. We have this miracle happen where we get the property, not for 2 million, but for, for 1.25 million, with 11, 1.1 million raised in, in, a, in a weekend. 1.1. God does something there. McDowell Mountain is a church now that's planted other churches off that. And I always talked about to them how great this was until I saw Jaime about a year and a half ago. And we talked, and he's, he's, I said, Jaime, how's it going? Do you remember me? Uh, kind of, you know, that kind of thing. He said, um, he said are you a friend of Robin or something or what? I said, yeah, I, uh, yeah, anyway. So, so he, he, uh, he tells me about his ministry, about all these churches they've planted not only in Honduras, but in, in Nicaragua, and how he's, he's reaching down further and more and stuff. And I'm starting to realize, not only was Mountain Park blessed, not only was McDowell Mountain blessed, not only was the kingdom blessed, Honduras is blessed in an amazing way. And um, I just, I thank God. I think what it tells, what it reminds me is what churches and pastors can do together yeah. and, uh, and how God used us to, uh, to just do a simple thing with $5,000, which seems so much is so little. So and I mean, it literally, it changed in the world from that. Amen, amen, amen. Just, uh, well, Pastor Rob and I encouraged, he had a word, he said, can I share it? I said, yeah, I would love for you to bring a word. So you got 15 minutes though. And so uh, <laughs> he's been working hard, but I love these two gentlemen. And uh, Pastor Don has to go to another, uh, another event. And so would you put your hands together for Pastor Don? And we love you, Pastor. You're a blessing, sir. Come on, stand for him. And it's so, so great to honor, to honor the fathers in the house. And so, uh, Pastor, you ready? I'm ready. Come on, bring it, sir. Bring it. You guys. Listen, folks, I'm not joking. He, he has touched my life. When I went through my brokenness, I didn't know where to go to church. I was here five more months till my daughter got married in October. He said, come up. And I sat on that back row. And really, there were 80, 90 people there. I, and I sat back there and I said, what's wrong with this? This is the best preacher I've ever heard. I cried every Sunday, not just because of my brokenness, but his, his messages are so healing. And you know, we'd ask him to be a teaching pastor. And he's just the best, just the best. He's leaving because he doesn't think I'm the best. Come on, enjoy that. <laughs> but here's the deal. Um, I love that man so much. And uh, I just love him so much. And so it's so overwhelming to me what he did for me. And he brought healing back into my life. I'm going to close with a short message on healing, but it'd be very dishonoring if I didn't tell you two, three key other stories that gave the DNA of this church. In 1992, Jeff Mugford came to serve with us at Mount Park. I texted him this morning. He even got the date wrong, so pray for Jeff's mind. Come on, he's younger than me, pray for Jeff. I said, Jeff, this was 1992, look at me. A handful of students, my daughter, Allison, just a handful, probably six, seven students, 
prayed for two months before Easter, 1992. They prayed to start Hot Church. We were broken, me and Jeff. We had ups and downs, not with each other. We loved each other. We'd been in Casper, Wyoming five years together. And we prayed, God, would you have a breakthrough? We went to Willow Creek. And, and, and God, we cried every service. We listened to Bill Hybels sound. I ended up in his office and he, he mentored me. And, and we saw a youth service on Saturday night. And Jeff leaned over to me and said, Robin, we have a school. We can't do Saturday night. Could I do Sunday morning? And I said, absolutely. He goes, well, what will people say if the young people aren't in the service? And you know what I said, don't you? We only have five. Come on, people. There's nobody there. And Jeff Mugford is so anointed. They prayed for 50 kids and had 73 show up. 21 kids came to Jesus and it was a straight line for the next 10 years until they peaked out one Easter of over 800. We had to go to two hot churches for middle school and senior high. It was one of the most amazing stories I ever witnessed. Sometimes I'd get mad, you know, because I'd preach into a crowd that just sat there and look. You guys aren't like that. You're lucky. They'd sit there and look at me like, Move me, pastor, whatever. So I'd go down to hot church. And one day I came back and said, if you don't grow with me, I said, we're going to have to take the gym and the hot church is going to be in here. That's what I told him. And uh, let me tell you something. It was magic. And this guy laid down his life for these kids. I'm sorry. He, I'd go down there. He'd be hugging one kid at a time. He was an introvert. He couldn't carry a tune in the bucket. They said, he can't be the youth pastor. He can't play guitar. Listen. He loved kids, man. He led them to Jesus. He mentored my three kids. Leah's a worship leader all over the country. She married a, a Marine that became a Blue Angel. She's led in over 14 churches because of Hot Church. Allison's still leading teams to Honduras. Uh, Sudi, not Sudi Sellers, Jessica Sellers, our teaching pastor at our lead church of God um, in Fairfax, Virginia. Come on, people, give it up. It, it all happened. Hot Church. Hot Church. And it changed our life. It changed our life. And listen to me. Kids were bringing parents. It wasn't parents bringing kids. Kids were bringing parents. Which leads, come on, give it up. Which leads me to the next story that Jessica Keeler brought her parents to church. I didn't meet them. I, I meet people who say, my kid comes to church here. And so every Sunday, about every six Sundays, I'd see this beautiful couple sitting down here right on my left. You, you, you know, I had my cataracts off three days ago. I can see far, but you're too close. Okay, right there in the green right there. That's where Paul would sit. And every Sunday I started praying that I would meet somebody that God wanted me to meet. So I walked out one Sunday. I walked out and I said, my name's Robin Wood. And he said, I'm Paul Keeler. And I said, I said, hey, I'd like to get to know you. I said, God told me to come and meet. And Judy was there. She hugged me. Judy, you're right here. I won't come back and embarrass you. Judy's back here. And she hugged me. He took me to lunch. Listen to me. He took me to lunch and I said, look, I don't want to talk about your church attendance. I don't want to talk about your church attendance, but you come every six Sundays. Come on, people. <laughs> no, that's what I said. I said, no, I, I, there's probably a reason. To which very humbly, he said, Robin, I'm the vice president of food and beverage for Hilton Hotels. I'm in Europe, all across the country. I've started every theme. Very humbly. Finally got it out. And I said, look, I'm so sorry. He goes, no, you're one of my favorite pastors. He goes, Robin, I, I'd be there every Sunday. And he proved it during 9-11 when they couldn't fly. He came seven Sundays in a row. Come on, people. <laughs> came seven Sundays in a row. And this couple took me in, and they loved me. And when I went through brokenness, it was just a bad time. They loved me. And he said, I will never leave you. And Judy said, we will never leave you. And they never did. And I asked him if he'd go to Honduras with me. So this is just a great story. He said, okay, I'll go. So I brought him to the board. And this is what the board said. We need you to go because Robin gives away too much money down there. Come on. <laughs> go, we need someone mature to go with him. And so Paul Keeler went to me to Honduras. We got on that truck. We traveled three hours to Sunny Cedro and then to Cachillas where they had the Bible school. He got off the truck and there was a little bungalow. You couldn't even call it a hut. And he said, who lives in that hut? They said, the cooks. It was a disaster. The cooks lived there. You're telling the food and beverage guy at Hilton Hotels, <laughs> the cooks live there. He goes, how much would it cost to build a house to house all three of them? 100,000. He said, you got it. Come on, people. No, come on, give it up. And I, I, I pulled him to the side and said, 
you're going to get me in a lot of trouble. He goes, if the church doesn't come through, I'll do it. Come on, people. And then before we left in three days, he had committed almost $200,000. Come on. He was supposed to protect me. And so he came back and he sat on those chairs, Judy. He sat on those steps at the old church. And he wept. And then he stunned the board. And it really caused an uproar. He said, I'm going to ask for the next eight weeks that we don't give any money to the building fund. People, we just moved in to a new building. Our payment was $16,982 a month. He said, I'm going to beg you not to give to the building fund and give to missions. And we wept with him. And we did it. And we gave over $225,000 to missions. And it, it changed the DNA of the church. Come on, give it up for that. It's awesome. And I love that man. I love Judy so much. And, and listen, that's what set us on a path for a half million emissions. I'm telling you, this, it's always the people. The pastor can't get this done. I promise you. You know, it, it, we can't, you know that. You know that. It's the people. And so I'm, I'm going to miss some stories, but I'm going to tell you, you know, I'm sitting here and Greg Lamonic is here to my right and he's, he lives in a house behind me and I see on the garage door, it's a boy. And listen, I just walked in. I walked over the front door, just said, it's a boy. And he greeted me. This guy's become one of my best friends, man. Come on. Isn't that how it works? Just go wherever you see something, just walk in, okay? Just walk in. <laughs> they took me to a baseball game the other night, to a baseball game the other night. I don't even like baseball. It's too slow. Come on. <laughs> They're pulling on their crotch. They throw a pitch and they, they get the rosin. Nothing happens. Nothing happens. So I met the people behind me. So I want to say to her, you're online today. I'm glad I met you at the game. That's what I want to say to her. Okay. So here's the deal. That changed us. But let me tell you this story. When we built the new building, Steve Bardusen was our architect. Let me tell you. They, were so, they had so much integrity, they decided no one in the church would have a job. No one would be the contractor. No one would be the architect. We would manage other people. So we hired a different architect. And we fired him within two months. He was doing nothing. Come on. And Steve Bardusen had a dream. He had a dream called the lobby concept. He said, I want everybody to have to come together in the lobby. And then they can go to hot church and they can go to Sunday school. It was, a, it was an unbelievable dream. And God gave it to him. And he said, I'll, I'll, I'll serve the church and do that. And Maggie and Steve Bardusen just laid down their life. I came up one day. It's a magical moment in the life of the church. And he was busting up the sidewalk, and I thought they put it in wrong. He was busting up the sidewalk, and I said to him, Steve, did they do this wrong? I'm glad you're in charge. I could never tell him. He goes, no, Robin. He goes, this church heals broken people. And he put up Isaiah 61. He put up, put up Luke 4, would you too? But he put Isaiah 61 up that said, bind up the brokenhearted. Heal those who are broken. And then Luke 4, can you find Luke 4 for me? Go back a slide or so. Jesus picked up the scroll in Luke 4 and said, I've come, the spirit of the Lord is upon me to bring good news to the poor, to bind up the brokenhearted, to heal those who are addicted, everything about it. And, and we became the church known for the broken sidewalk. And Steve, I'll, I'll love you forever. I'll love you forever for what you brought to this church. And, and he's the architect on this church, too. This is an amazing place. But those are the kinds of stories. We come into the church broken, and we go out. Now, here's, here's what, Charlton, I hope none of this ever happens to you. Because you never know you're going to be the one that needs that story. You never know that. You never know. You think it's not going to happen. You don't think you're ever going to go through a divorce. You don't think anything's going to happen bad. And then it happens. And you're just, you're just in shambles. And because of Marcus Earl and Ralph Earl and Marilyn Murray, I went to get help. And they brought some healing into my life in such a major way. And we ministered out of brokenness. And when I left in 2004, God, I went through kind of a clinical depression. But God brought people around me. So I want to give you a short message on healing. John chapter 5 is my chapter. I'm not going to read all that verse. I'm going to read just one verse. And here it is. Jesus walked up to a man that had been by this pool for 38 years. 
And that's when I went to see Dr. Earl. I was 38 years old. And he brought healing to this man. He asked the man, do you want to get well? If you read the text, he never answers it. He never answers it. He never answers yes or no. So don't ever believe someone said, Jesus only heals you if you have faith. Sometimes we're so broken, we can't even ask. And so the man doesn't say anything except start making excuses. When someone else tries to get in, they get in ahead of me. No one helps me get well. No one ever helps me get better. Everybody else gets healed, but not me. And Jesus looked at that man and said, he did this to me. Take up your mat and walk. Take up your mat and walk. And I did that. You know why you take up your mat? You tell your story of brokenness the rest of your life. That's all God uses, by the way. If you haven't figured out, have you not read the Bible? He, he uses Peter who denied him in the garden. He uses all these people that are so broken. He uses David. He uses everyone that's broken. And so I began to tell my story. And I remember Matt, Maggie told me this was my best tagline ever. We're Matt carrying Christians. Look at me, people. We're Matt carrying Christians. We're telling our story of brokenness. I want you to say a phrase with me. Everybody's got something big going on. Say it with me. Everybody's got something big going on. Say it with a little more authority. Everybody's got something big going on. And when God gave me that phrase, I have preached that all over the world. I recently preached it a year and a half ago in Belarus where we trained 20 church planters. We had 2,000 people in the last service. And I asked them, would you be willing to come to be anointed to be healed? And I told my story. And then we gave the altar call. We prayed for five hours after that service. Five hours. Me and Pastor Igor. He's our Russian church planter in Sarasota. We prayed for five hours. Because everybody's got something big going on. When I was in shambles, I was in this little restaurant called Jilly's. I think it's still out here. And I was just broken. I was sitting with this couple. And I couldn't even tell them who I was. I was so, they asked me what I did, so I made something up. And all of a sudden, this woman came up behind me with a ball cap on. I was watching the Boston Red Sox when Johnny Damon jacked that home run out and they beat the Yankees. And I felt this arm come around my head. And it was Judy Keeler. I began to cry. She said, we still love you. We still love you. And I went to the restroom. I was so overwhelmed. And I came back. I, I tried to pull myself together. And she was sitting with that couple. This couple had told me they were living together. I, didn't, I said, God's going to be there for you. Whatever. I didn't, I didn't even witness to him. And Judy, when I went to the restroom, said, do you know who that is? That's our pastor. And he's going through a real broken time. And you know what the woman said to her? He set us up. He set us up. He asked me to tell my story. I told him I'm living with this guy. She goes, you don't understand. He understands. He understands. And she told those kids to come to Mountain Park when Gerald Marvel was the interim. And they came to Christ. They came to Christ. Come on, people. Is that awesome? Let me tell you something. I'm almost done, don't worry. So, I was in Florida. I was in Florida. We lost Paul this year. I asked three people to be my friend when I was so broken. And he was one of them. He never quit loving me. And I bought you a World Series. Boston ring. Come on, people, give it up, give it up. And I didn't know, I didn't know when I was gonna get to give it to her. But here's what I want to ask you. Do you have something big going on? Let me tell you how God heals. He heals through people. This man has healed my heart. Charlton, you've healed my heart. You and Cindy have just healed my heart. God uses people. God uses doctors to heal us. Sometimes he does divine intervention. So, three months ago, I had to go see a specialist. I was losing sight in my eye. I couldn't see clearly at all. I thought it was cataracts. So I went and saw this specialty person in Muncie, Indiana. I want you to say one more phrase with me. I hate Muncie, Indiana. Come on, say it with me. <laughs> Come 
Come on, say it with me. I hate Muncie, Indiana. You don't understand me. I went in. He came back after four hours of testing. said, Mr. Wood, I don't know you, but I got really bad news. You have what's called carrot taconus. Carrot what? I couldn't even say it. I said, I don't even like carrots. He goes, let's say it with me. Carrot taconus. Robin, Wood, listen to me. If you were 1.7 stigma, I would be greatly concerned. It would almost be unoperable. But your 7.1, your cornea is so protruded, it's unchartable. And I, it got to me. I didn't cry. I just, I said, can we have a moment? I said, can we have, do you like biblical humor? God gave me this right on the spot. I go, if your right eye causes you to sin, gouge it out. That's what I said to him. And he goes, who are you? I go, look, I'm nobody. I go, listen, I'm a pastor over here at Union Chapel. He goes, I got bad news for you. Only about 12 surgeons do this surgery. He said, I called the guy in Indianapolis. He can't see you until November. And that's just a consultation. He said, you're just in real trouble. And we may never, ever be able to fix it. Even the surgery works 50% of the time. So I looked at him and I said, doc, don't take this personal. I hate Muncie, Indiana. That's what I told him. And he said, he said, hey, I do too. I go, what are you doing here, doc? He said, you tell me first. I go, I fell in love in the wrong city. Come on. You have to live there. I promise you. That's why I'm there. So I tell Julia, how long do we have to live here? I hope not till Jesus comes, I hope. But here's the deal. I looked at him and I said, if I could get a medical favor from Dr. Turner, my, my physician, he's been my physician since I'm 32 years old. He said, you have in national uh, medical insurance. You have it all. You're Medicare and you have a good supplement. So I called Merle Turner. And in four days, he got me an appointment with Dr. Shaw here in Phoenix at the Cornea Center out here on Dobson. And I came and she said, Mr. Wood, this is the worst charts I've ever seen. I said, Doc, what do you have to do? She goes, you're gonna be mad at me, but I'm gonna tell you, I'm the best at what I do. I like to hear that. I'm the best at what I do. I like to hear that. She goes, I'm gonna have to put you through the same test for four hours. Now, before I came to that appointment, I have two intercessors that are praying for this service that people would be healed emotionally, spiritually, physically, in every way. Polly and Sandra, they're probably watching now because on the East Coast, it's online. And they said, Robin, we're going to ask you before you go to Phoenix, come and be prayed for and be anointed. And I said, absolutely. I can't believe I didn't come up with that. It's in James. I knew that. Come on, I preached my whole life. But I went to that church Union Chapel that I love so much. I've been there nine years. And Pastor Glenn has gifts of healing. He anointed me. Look at me, people. They laid hands on me, and I felt incredible heat go through my eye. Now, I never lose my humor, and I didn't make fun of this. But after they prayed for me, I looked up, and it, it was just as blurry. So I said, Glenn, something happened, but it's just as bad. Come on, enjoy that. Just. And then you know what he said to me? He's so spirit-filled. He said, Robin Wood... Do you remember the passage of the blind man in the Bible? They had to pray for him a second time. And they, they prayed for him. Jesus prayed for him again and touched his eyes. First he saw men walking like trees, and then he saw clearly. So he laid hands on me again, and he anointed me. And I'm telling you people, I'm not hyped. I've only heard, I've never had it happen. I hear it on TV. It was so searing hot that I almost passed out. And I said, it went clear through this side of my head. I looked up, it was, it was a little better, it wasn't a lot better, but I said, something happened. So I'm in Dr. Shaw's office, she puts me through four hours of testing, she walks back in, Mr. Wood, I, don't, I didn't tell her I was a pastor, I didn't tell her I was a Christian, and do that. She said, I need you to sit down and listen to me. It must say on my charts, he doesn't listen too well. She said, I need you to listen to me. And I think she's going to give me worse news. I'm not, I, I, I almost had tears in my eyes already, and she says, Mr. Wood, you're a point two on the chart. Your, your cornea is completely flat. She said, I've never seen anything like this happen. And I asked her, did God heal me? She said one word. Look at me. Absolutely. Come on, people. It's awesome. Then she said to me, she said to me, I can now take your cataracts off. But she said, I got better news for you. I go, what could be better? She said, he said you had multiple cataracts on your left eye. Remember I told you that he went through my heart? She goes, you have no cataracts on your left eye. She said, you read the lowest line with your left eye. 
She said, I have one date open, August 4th. Can you get here? I said, if I had to hitchhike, I'll be here, okay? And you know what? I got in my car. You'd prayed for me a week before. So I texted you after I texted my wife and I texted Pastor Greg. So I started sending out this one thing I wrote to about 300 people to praise Jesus. I said, Jesus did this. This man, he called me. He said, you're going to come and tell that story August 7th. He said, you're going to lift up Jesus. I said, absolutely. I'll never be able to tell you how you filled my heart. I told my wife, this is only going to cost us a plane ticket. And guess what? I called her first. Never call your wife first. I called him second. He said, I'm bringing you. Come on, people. He, he brought me. Now listen. Now listen. I only want one thing to happen today. I want some people to come to Jesus. If you've never surrendered your life, I'm going to do what I do every service. I want you to bow your heads right now. Everybody, right here. I'm going to start on my left and your right. And I ended every service saying, is this your day to trust Jesus for your salvation? To trust him for healing emotionally? To trust him for healing spiritually, physically? We anointed over 50 people at the end of the last service. I'm going to walk to my left with every head bowed and eye closed. I want you to look up and make eye contact with me if Jesus is talking to you. God bless you, sir. Make eye contact if you need healing in your life, spiritually, physically, in any way. I can see you from a long distance. God bless you, ma'am. God bless you. I can see you look up. Amen. So many. God bless you, darling. God bless you back there. I see you raising your hand. I can see you. Just look up. Just raise your hand back there in the back. That's awesome. I'm going to be in the middle two sections. Amen. God is doing a powerful thing. He's doing a powerful thing, man. He's touching you guys. This is all we prayed for. God bless you. Love you, man. Receive him. Trust him with all your life, with all your heart, for anything you need. And then we're going to anoint after the service. You need to come forward. God bless you. Just keep looking up. I just want to look at you. God bless you. Give everything to Jesus. Everything. God bless you. I'm going to walk over the last two places. We got time. I'm going to ask Charlton to take over and pray. I just want to walk back and look up and make it. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Awesome. You young people thrill me. You're going to change the world for Jesus. Give him your whole life. Give him your whole life. God bless you, honey. God bless you. I can see you. Keep looking up. I see your hand, sir. I see you, sir. It's awesome. I see you, man. Awesome. Never be the same, but you'll never be the same. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you, bud. God bless you. Amen. I can see you. I believe in you guys. Amen. Young man, I see you. God bless you, young lady. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Let's pray. Father, we just thank you today. Thank you for your presence that's here. Thank you for this moment, God. Lives you're touching, hearts you're touching. God, you're the one who love us more than we can ever understand. For you loved us so much, you sent your one and only son. Thank you today for setting people free. Thank you for grace that's in this house, forgiveness, healing. Open our eyes like the blind man to see you more, to know you more. We love you, Jesus. It's in your name we pray. Amen. Amen. If you said yes to Christ today and you want to say yes to him, I'm going to encourage you. You can take your phone out and text. You can text yes to Christ to the number 77411 and our team will be in touch with you. And so can we say thank you to Pastor Robin today? And uh, love you, sir. Love you, sir. Amen. Thank you, Pastor. Amen. Uh, I'm going to ask you just, I know, so, I know we're going a little over today, but I'm just going to ask you if you just give me a, just a minute or two really quick for some next instructions. Um, you know the ways to give at Mountain Park Church. There's different ways to give. If you're a guest, no pressure to give today, but we've spoke so much on generosity. You can text to give. You can get the envelope in front and drop it when you head out. Uh, you can give online, different ways to give today to Mountain Park, support what God is doing here. Two things today that we want to do is 
Again, find a group. There are groups outside. There are tables in the lobby. There's a men's group, a women's group, a co-ed group. Find a group. I know it's a, we're going over, but you know what? This is more important. Your spiritual development, your growth is the most important thing in your life, my friend. It's your spiritual growth, and you need people. And so there are all kinds of groups. Just take, take five minutes. Walk around. Ask questions. Find Alpha Marriage Monday groups. Maybe your marriage needs a group and uh, needs some tools to help you have a godly marriage, you can jump into that. You've got the cards. And then today, if you need prayer, uh, Pastor Roman's gonna be up here, some of our prayer team. I'm gonna ask you to come up front. We've got some oil. The Bible says lay hands and anoint. And maybe today you need a physical miracle. Maybe you need an emotional healing. Physical healing, emotionally or spiritual healing. This is something that you want Pastor to pray with you and our prayer team. They're gonna be up here. They have oil. They would be honored to pray with you. Again, I want to challenge you, find that group. Bring someone to church next weekend as we continue our DNA series. Thank you again for, for staying. We love you. God bless you. Have a great day. If you need prayer, please come join us up front.